bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I don't know, maybe it was me, but it, it don't get... I'm pretty sure I know how to fix it, but I'm going to be nice. and Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it wasn't. Yep. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's hump day. Today is Wednesday. And that means... It's a fun day. Goodbye, DJ Brother Z. Appreciate you. I am just giving trouble to, uh, I like giving trouble to him because he gives trouble to me. I give everybody trouble. Everybody gives me trouble. It's fun. Why? Because we're all teammates and we're having fun. Speaking of having fun, speaking of thinking about things that are going on and speaking of thinking about what's happening in the world. I have another question, and I know it's going to probably upset some people and probably make people think, well, what are you talking about? However, there are some things that have been bothering me lately that I don't really understand. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really understand why certain things happen. There seems to be an idea that 
and and it, and it kind of takes up on on what I was thinking about and what I was talking about the other day. Why are black people constantly compared to white people? Why are non-white people always compared? And so there always seems to be this assumption that everything in the world has to be this particular way because that's right and everybody else is wrong. So if you think about it in politics, right? Republicans think these are the things that are important. And if you're going to be a Republican, you got to follow these things. And if you don't follow these things, then you're not really Republican and you're not really important. If you're a Democrat, these are the things that are important. These are the things you should be following if you're a Democrat. And so really, if you look at it, both parties follow the exact same thing. Right? Family, education, um, LGBTQ plus issues, um, healthcare issues, like in any anything, each side, climate change, each, well, global warming, each side has their own rendition of what you should follow. The problem is the majority of each of those is white. And so you're expected to toe the line, which I, I find odd. When we talk about music, right? We did it the other day. People brought in all sorts of things and all sorts of, well, I think it's this and this person has more money, you know, because different people are like drawn to different things as it relates to the artist, as it relates to music. And so do we have to follow that or, well, let me give a better example, which I've given before. Working on a squad car with a partner who's white, white male, I'm a black male. Car with rap music goes by playing it loud, beep, loud music. White guy drives by with rock music playing, maybe not. Right. And I would always wonder why that was so. And it's so because that's what resonates with them and the things that don't. He wrote tickets to or he was irritated by it or he gave a warning, that, that kind of thing. Right. I'm not saying it's right or wrong and I'm not judging him. I'm just making the observation. And so the other thing came down public displays how you dress, how you talk, how you act. And so one of the one of the things that's interesting is that public displays of how you dress, you get you get trashed. What are you wearing those clothes for? Now, personally, I think wearing pants without a belt and they're sagging, and I can see your underwear, is an idiotic, stupid way to wear your pants. No, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm saying the way that you wear them is stupid. I've done stupid things, and I've been stupid before. Some of you will go so far as to say I'm stupid now, but I digress. At, at, at some point, 
if that's how you want to walk around and live, that's your prerogative. You can ask the guy that got arrested in, I think, what, Germantown for trying to run from the police when his pants were sagging and fell and busted his head. I mean, we could talk about that, but I digress. Public displays. You have to act like this, talk like this, trying to explain to people what Ebonics is and to have black people dismiss what Ebonics is, not understanding a sub-language and all that. What about food and diet? We eat different. Some of it's good for us. Some of it's bad for us. You know, just like everybody else. Oh, my God, what is that? I remember when I first started here, and I'll use the example. I eat hot sauce on everything. So I would go to Qdoba, get a bowl. Used to get the full bowl, but, you know, had to lose weight. So now I get the the mini bowl, and I put hot sauce on it. Like, while I already have jalapeno peppers on it, I put hot sauce on it. Ooh, what is that? And you can see people's face scrunching up. Right? Because they don't like it. It's okay. But I'm not going to change because someone else doesn't like it or they don't think I should be eating it. Because there's some meals, I dare say, and let me just be honest about this, I have never eaten a casserole before. I don't even know how the casserole look. Oh, we're having tuna casserole. Okay, I don't know what that is. Number four, living arrangements. People constantly come into our community and talk about how black people live. Look at your neighborhood. Look at your streets. We don't own those houses many times. White people from suburbs who put their kids and grandkids to school and made money off of us paying absorbent rent and barely decent housing. That's where we live. That's where some of us live. And so when we talk about the plight of black America in the code word urban cities, many of the times that, that you complain, you're complaining about people that own property that don't even live here. They live up in Cedarburg and Grafton and Mequon. And I'm talking about the black and the white ones too. And then number five, it comes down to how do we feel about support? How do we feel about national support? How do we feel about what's important? Praying for the nation, supporting the president, um, family values, right? Those weren't ours. Those were yours. And when we try to stress our culture, our African diaspora, These are also some things that are important. They're pushed aside. Because we're always told these are the things that are right. These are the things that you should be doing in order to be, quote unquote, American. And that drives me crazy because my ancestors were at the bottom of the boat, not the top. We didn't choose to come here. You brought us here. And I say you because you're the remnant of the people who brought us here. You're the remnant of the people who made money and prospered off of slavery generation after generation. So then my question to you is really simple. Now that we've started to equalize this, 
now that we have diversity in many corners of the country, now that we have inclusion in many corners of the country, we haven't really gotten equity. And when I say equity, I say equity and opportunity so that I can do what I want when I want and you leave me alone. And you don't pass laws because of idiocy things like, like, like critical race theory that aren't in elementary schools anyway. But because you think that's important for you, you want to make everybody else follow you. And so my question to the, to the lawmakers that are not in the African diaspora and are not part of Latin America. My question to you is, how do you want us to be? How do you want us to reflect America? How is it you want us to speak and dress and talk? I guess what I'm really saying is, do you want me to be right or white? And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. Give it up for Naughty by Nature! You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Make sure you tune in to the Truth Business Spotlight. That's this Thursday, tomorrow, 3.57 p.m. between the Tory Lowe Show and Truth in the Afternoon with me. We'll be joined by Ashley Lucas, Vice President and Business Lending Product Manager at Associated Bank. Ashley will discuss why fraud prevention should be a priority for your small business. So again... Tune in to Business Spotlight with Associated Bank this Thursday at 3.57 p.m. on the new 1017 The Truth. 833-212-1017 is the number. Oh, put it all the way over here. I got I to gotta think ahead of time when I sit down and I come in and I log in to StreamYard and I'm doing stuff and I just... Lay the stories I have down, right? And then I go, while I'm in the middle of talking, where did I put my stories? <laughs> then I got to go. Hey, just so you know, if you hadn't heard, Milwaukee police say a 16-year-old has been taken into custody in connection to the shooting at a Milwaukee Lutheran homecoming football game last Friday. So, just so you know that, there's um, one in custody. And I mean, 16 years old, cranking off shots? Like, what is that? And the only answer people have is, well, let him do his time. He's in trouble. Yeah. But, but how do he get there? Like, that's what I want to know. How do these kids get here? I don't understand how kids get here. 
How did you end up on the track at Milwaukee Lutheran High School during a football game, during their homecoming, and shooting off rounds? You thought it would be funny or something? Or did you forget that they have this thing called shot spotter and they have this thing called people with video cameras, stuff like that? And it's unfortunate. But what are we going to do to save our youth? I mean, really, we talk about it. And we have suggestions, but but what is what should each individual person who's able in our community do? Axel forty twenty seven said parents aren't parents. Hmm. I don't know how old you are, but when you're sixteen Did you need your parents to know right from wrong or do anything? I don't know. Axel 4027 said that takes smarts and they don't have that. I disagree. I think we keep looking at black people from even, even the way that we look at each other from a negative lens. of a less than, you can't do anything, you're not smart, you're not, and, it, and it's unfortunate. We've lost the place where people can just speak their mind. And they added 16, no, but I had real parents. So what, what do you mean by real parents? I would venture to say parents that taught you what not to do and what to do, and then you held that even though they run around. So in that instance, I would say you're right. We don't have parents. So who's teaching our kids? We've augmented our schools to basically take care of your child 24-7 even though they're only in school for like, what, six, six and a half hours. So I don't, I don't really understand what a child is not getting. If you want food, they got, they got free food. If you want drink, they got free drink. You could probably get clothes. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017. What should we do with the young, I don't know if it's a man or woman, they just said teenager, who threw shots into the air at Milwaukee Lutheran's homecoming game? And I'm interested because eventually they may charge him or her. They'll have a trial. And at 16 years old, they're juvenile. And so what do you do with a juvenile? 
He didn't kill anybody. Recklessly endangering safety, a felony. But what do we do? Give me a call, 833-212-1017. I'm interested in knowing what do we do. Because now things are isolated. It's going to start getting colder, and people are going to be living in houses together. And if we get a lot of snow, it'll be a mini COVID all over again. Stuck in the house, can't go anywhere, can't go get food, can't go any, get any. It'll just break down. And then what? Now, I'm kind of scared with quotes scared because we're going to lose some people. We're, we're going to lose a few of our youth for making decisions that were bad, that could have cost someone their life, but they didn't. And then they'll stand trial. And then what? Nobody got hurt. So there's, in my mind, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't play one on TV or the radio. I don't know if they should go to jail. I mean, they might get probation if they don't have any priors. But nobody got hurt, nobody got wounded, and nobody died. And so somebody said to me today, yeah, but somebody could have. Well, but they didn't. We can only work with what we have in front of us. And if the only thing you have in front of us is you heard shots fired, and they trace back to this person, and you believe you have probable cause to arrest the person, done. But then that's it. Until it happens again and again. And then we'll have to do something about it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Give me a call. Tell me what are these, what am I missing and what are the kids missing today? Willie, you're on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. Okay, so what the kids are missing. Now, this, I can only give it from my point of view. I am a father. Uh, I've raised one son, one daughter. I got two grandkids. And I can only give the way I was raised. In my opinion, I think what they're missing is they're actually missing the village. You made a statement that... Something about when, when you put values into your kid, you put values into the child, and then the child went out into the world. Okay? It's not like that anymore. Kids nowadays are being raised by the iPhone, by the tablet. If you want to see who it is they idol, who they worship, who they listen to, check out their YouTube stream. Listen to their music. Yeah, we know it's, it's gangster rap, yeah, 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 woo, woo, woo. But gangster rap is not NWA anymore. It's not Easy E anymore. It's much, much, much different. You got kids nowadays who are trying to kill each other over simple Facebook arguments. Okay, being a parent nowadays is on a totally different level. When I was a child, my mom would say, 
outside this house to embarrass anybody in this house. When you leave this house, you are representative of this house. Those days are long gone. And the whole attitude about um, the way you carry yourself, the things you do and whatnot, if you didn't carry those values into the street, Miss Ann, Miss Margaret, Mr. David, these were all friends of my mother's. And they would snatch you up. And they hand you some. And you can't use the word, you not my mom, you not my daddy thing, because they was going to hold you down until your mom came home. And then you probably got it again. So what these kids are missing nowadays, well, for starters, they're missing the village. And being a parent nowadays is not so much of your word being enough to sustain them. Now is your word against YouTube. It's your word against social media. It's your word against what they see. It's your word against the music they're listening to. It's your word against their friends at school or in the neighborhood or down the block. And nowadays are outnumbered. Well, but doesn't every generation say that? Doesn't every generation say that there's something, that there's some kind of music? That You know, they said the same crap about Elvis. They said it about the TV. They said it when the radio. They said it when the car. Like, this, is, every... this is absolutely true. This is true, but Elvis wasn't talking about shooting nobody. We're not. We're not but, Elvis but, was just talking about shaking his hips. No, Elvis was talking about having sex with women. Well, I don't recall that many Elvis songs. I can't debate that one. I cannot debate that one. But I don't know of I don't know of any Elvis songs that'll make somebody want to go pick up a gun or anything like that. So what does? Because it can't be the music. The music is just a reflection of the times. These are my opinions now. The music is just a reflection of the times, but somehow or another the whole gun thing became it became cool. I don't know how or where or when it became cool, but what did not become cool is letting the kids know that your actions, whatever they may be, minute or severe, mm-hmm. your actions carry consequences. But I think what and happened, you need to know the consequences. But but I think what happened is social media amplified the the response right so i get in trouble and now you videotape it and now literally anybody with a phone or computer or a lap or or a laptop or tablet in the entire world connected to the internet can see you and because you Mm -hmm. haven't learned Mm -hmm. how to control your emotion you haven't learned how to recognize that we all fail and we make mistakes big ones and we when we make it through we lose it we don't we don't know how we don't have the emotional intelligence to take a step back, relax. We just want vengeance. And so that's, we, we go shoot them. Yeah. I, I, I wish I would, I, they say who make the, who makes the mousetrap to be the path at your door or something along that line. I wish somebody would find an answer to it because I don't know. I don't know if, if we need to put out a video of what it actually looks like to be shot. I mean, you see it on TV, you know, in the movies and whatnot, oh, I'm shot. And then you go run off somebody, you know, go on without me. No, 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 that's not what happens. If you're actually able to see what a bullet can do to a human body, you know, they used to have that TV show, uh, Scare Straight. I don't know. Yep. 
Maybe we need to find a way to, you know, do you really want to do this to somebody? Do you really want to have this done to you? You've seen dead bodies in the streets with the blanket over it. Okay, cool. Maybe that's not getting you. You've seen uh, the fire department come by with the water hose and clean up the blood trail. Maybe that's not getting it. You know, they used to have a, uh, an old movie out there called uh, Faces of Death. I wouldn't right. watch it again. But if you if you see what a bullet can actually do to a body, how much hate do you actually have in you that you want to inflict that type of harm on another human being? But I think you're giving it too much. I don't know what to say. Thought. I don't think they're thinking about that at all. Like it's so far from their mind. They just want that person dead and they don't care. It, it it frightens me. It frightens me. But but to answer the question, at least from my point of view, to answer the question, what kids are missing? Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is the way I was raised. I was raised in Chicago. I was raised in the inner city of Chicago. And well, can you explain to me what an inner city is? Because is that is that like code word for black? <laughs> I was raised in an all black neighborhood. So west side or south side? side of town. Okay. North side. No, uh, and I loved it. I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I loved my neighborhood. Where'd you grow you up? Know, at? I knew. I grew up in the Austin area of Chicago. Okay. You know that's west, not northwest, but that's okay. Well, it's northwest. It's north. Look, look, look. It's correct. Look, it's northwest from the real side of town, south side, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I used to hang out in the south side, but I couldn't go to. The, I couldn't. I couldn't stay with the south side. I used to hang out on Six Third and King Drive. But okay. No, I always brought myself back home. Okay. But um, I mean, I loved my neighborhood. I loved my neighbors. I had friends who were like cousins. I went to the grocery store for Miss Ann down the block. Uh, if Miss Margaret was on the porch when the, when the porch lights came on, we can go outside for a little while. I mean, I was I wasn't worried about about getting in too much trouble. I wasn't worried about getting shot or getting, I was worried about getting snatched. That was a thing, but I wasn't worried <laughs> about getting shot or, or uh, getting stabbed or anything like that. I wasn't even worried about drugs. You know, I wasn't worried about drugs. I wasn't worried about, I was worried about smoking. But also nobody harassed you. Nobody harassed you to make no. you do those things. You decided to go no. run with them back in the day. Yeah, because all of, all of my friends, their parents, we're friends with my parents. So I, I guess I guess in a sense it was uh all same frame of mind or same way of thinking, you know, maybe I don't know, but it I, I knew that I knew that something was up when a buddy of mine got in trouble and as the three of us was walking in the house, me, him and his brother, he got a spanking, then his brother got a spanking, and I looked at her like, I know this woman ain't about to hit me. And sure as shit. She tore me up. And that's when I knew, okay, cool, this, this, this lady is not playing, you know. And when I told my mom about it, my mom didn't whoop me again, but she was pretty upset. And I was in the house for the rest of that week. But I'm glad, I'm glad that I had, for lack of better phrases, I had a village raise me. And, right. and I'm grateful for every single one of them to this day. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling, Willie. Thank you, sir. All Enjoy right. your show. All right. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. In the 5 o'clock hour, we've got the Milwaukee Police Department, sensitive crimes. Uh, I don't know what they call them now. Division, unit, them people, all them folks. But the folks that that work with um, juveniles and all sorts of things, sensitive, you know, elderly, sex crimes, things of that nature. Missings, and that's what we really want to talk about today is missings. And so I'll have Officer Vines on today. So at five o'clock, make sure you keep listening right here. And if you have any questions, you know where to get us, just like Sherman did. How are you, sir? Hello, Sherman. Hello? Hello, Sherman. No okay. cut. But we're going to put Sherman on hold, see if he's going to come back. He might have been off doing something, you know. 833-212-1017 is the number. LT said, yes, you're missing Taylor Swift, and today kids are missing communication skills within that are that are probably solving skills. Well, yeah. Big time missing it. Sherman, are you back? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. I wanted to piggyback off the uh, the last time I had called uh-huh. uh, when he said about the village. Um, I want to add a little bit more to that. Um, I think uh, another thing that these children are missing these days is structure and uh, discipline. And the reason why I say that is because we have a, the, the kids are getting conflicting messages. On one hand, you have a parent maybe telling the maybe telling the child this, and the other have the other uh, the other parent telling it this. And it's another thing about. You have so many parents this day and age wanting to be friends with their kids. With their kids, um, when I was younger, we couldn't close a bedroom door. I don't think that bedroom door ever closed when we was younger. And, you know, this day and age, you have kids. Uh, they got guns in their rooms. So I, I know this because I'm talking about my nephews. Uh, they have guns in there. They have weed in there. They have dope up in there. They have scales up in there. They have razor blades. They have the bag. They have everything. And uh, when you say something to the parent, instead of them, you know saying, hey, Sherman's been in prison before. He knows what he's talking about. He's trying to prevent you from going down that path. You ain't his daddy. You can get out of his face. I step back. But then when they get to jail, hey, Sherman, how is it going to be in there? Got nothing to do with me. You'll find out on your way. <laughs> it, it has no, I'm not writing you. I'm not, uh, I have a son right now that, that might be back on his way to prison. I'm not writing. I'm not going to go see him. I'm not accepting no phone calls. He has kids. If they don't come see me, that has nothing to do with me. Because I'll tell you before you go what's going to happen. It's one thing, Dr. Ken, I've, I've come to enjoy is this, my freedom. And if I can pass on a, a nugget of information to these kids is this. Once you pop the pistol, you can't unpop it. It's over with. Especially if you take a life. It's right. a done deal. Right. 
you'll never you'll never get a chance to feel what a, what a, what it feels like to be with a woman. It, we, we, I'm just gonna go with the simplest things: swimming, climbing a tree, holding your kids for the rest of the day, just sitting there, just just watching TV, whatever you want to go to sleep. Can't do that no more. That's what some of these kids need to understand. And I've been trying my best, you know, to, to like whenever I come in contact with some teenagers or something like that, I try to sit them down and I try to tell them, man, this ain't that, you know, going to prison ain't cool. I don't know who told these kids that going to jail is cool. But on the other hand, I want to add a little bit of a solution to just, just my opinion on this, okay. uh, my take on the solution. Okay. I think that if I had a chance to get 60 kids and, 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 and go to the mayor and say, hey, check this out, give me $1 million and 60 kids. And then give me give me six abandoned houses. Let's teach these kids on how to do some plumbing, some electrical, how to hang a, uh, how to uh, do some shingles, how to hang some doors, some windows, uh, landscape, and then all the rest of that stuff. And I've said this before many times that a kid is no different than a lawnmower. You can have a billion dollar lawnmower; it will not start up if you don't have that two dollar spark plug up in there. See, you need to learn. How, uh, people need to learn how to put that spark into these kids. Find out what they like. Find out what they're good at. They can all day long say, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. Well, give me your phone and let me see the history in your phone if that's what you've been looking at. Right. No, because I don't want to see you uh, on your phone that you got the history. You've been looking at the fights, uh, porno, or how to uh, build a, a ghost gun, or, or who got the slickest, uh, uh, what's that, that new, the, the new switch on the gun. I don't need to see all that. Right. Because I, I like my freedom. And okay. I try to tell these kids, you ain't going to value your freedom until it gets taken. That's true. When you have somebody younger than you telling you it's bedtime. Wow. I try my best. All right. But again, like going back to the, the, the first part, if we had more parents that are trying to talk to some of these people that has been in prison and then let them sit, let, let us talk to their kids and say, hey, this is what's going to happen when you go there. You, can, you ain't got to take my word for it. I told my son, when you go, I didn't say if you go, but when you go, this is what's going to happen. They're not going to write you. They're not going to come see you. They're not going to accept no phone calls, and they're not going to send you no money. The only way to prove me wrong is to go there and find out. Oh, he there, he's going to find out. All right. Well, thank you much, Sherman. Okay. That's right. I appreciate right it. All right. 833-212-1017 is the number. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Did you hear about Target closing? Target will be closing some of their stores in major cities, citing persistent large-scale theft. And it is a latest sign that retailers may be struggling in their battle to contain a growing and dangerous problem. And so the news is stuck on the robberies, the break-ins, the... You know, what are they calling it today when big groups of people run in stores? You know, we called it in our day. It, it changes names, but it's the same crap. They bum rush a store, run in. Nobody can stop them. Security, police, nobody can. You get overwhelmed. You steal all this stuff and you run out. 
But they seem to think if we can just stop the kids, and I think the part that they're missing, and I talked about it this morning on our sister station, people are not going to come to the store. They're not coming downtown. They're not coming to your store. So it's not that, that, that Target is closing because they stole stuff. That's literally built into the price. You're overpaying for everything anyway. So you could probably take a good quarter of the store and, okay, they'll still make a profit. It's when people are afraid to come to your store. So the people that would buy the rest of the stuff that wasn't stolen, when they don't come, you're in trouble. And so now industry experts say even a small increase in crime has a massive cascading effect that causes retailers to close stores. It's proof that store crimes are reaching a new level, but store crime and a host of other challenges, pullback in consumer spending, excessive inventory. Retailers are also contending with all of that as they try to lift their store sales and make decisions on which stores to shut down. The beauty of it is that that what is, is what they're telling you is that we're shutting down stores near black and brown communities. If you're poor, we're shutting your door. We're, sh- we're shutting doors, right? And they don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, male, female. They don't care. We are shutting down the store. Oh, they're in major cities. Okay, so I guess inner city. Okay, we don't use that anymore. Oh, wait, urban. No, we don't use that anymore. What do we use? Major cities. Uh, We're going to be closing in major cities. What does that even mean? When your major metropolitan cities in America are all have huge minority populations. Think about that. Uh, We we feel that it would be more right. Meanwhile, you had a chance to actually do something when it kicked off and jumped off and you didn't do anything. Midtown, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. One of the most thriving places I've seen since I've been in Milwaukee, short of Bayshore and Mayfair. You were were able to go hang out with black people and do stuff. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to lie, that was my favorite Starbucks. I lived at Starbucks at Midtown was able to meet every day. Sunday afternoons, we would show up and Saturday have those those black conversations and people would overhear us like, what y'all talking about? Oh, we talk about crime, religion, education, you name it. That was the spot. Preachers would come through there. Politicians would come through there. The governor would come through. It, it, it was the spot. Like people knew, oh, you want to go hang out and do something black? Starbucks. Until there were some issues and multiple robberies and poof gone that fast. And then you heard word that they didn't really want to put a Starbucks there anyway. But magic Johnson said, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it and put it in that neighborhood. So they did. Unfortunately, it didn't last, but at least we had it. And the only reason we had is for the first, what year or two, Magic Johnson was an investor and he brought it there. Now, he also wanted to bring his magic theaters and they wouldn't let him. 
It was like, hold up, player. You, you can only go so far. Your name and money can only go so far. We're not putting that in here. And I'm pretty sure that was because certain other people in <clears throat> Wisconsin that own theaters were like, um, yeah, that's, you know, the same way you build hotels and build conference centers and things of that nature. Those business people stand up and sometimes block progress, just like we're getting today. But one of the things that disturbed me about the city was we had a rash of missings that were going on maybe six, eight months. It was almost every day there was a major missing, right? And I know, and what we're not going to talk about is what the catalyst of, you know, beefing up sensitive crimes and making sure we had people there working because even when I was on the job, every now and then somebody fell through the cracks, And so it's not that people fall through the cracks, but the process has, you know, very specific rules and procedures in order to be, you know, in order to broadcast it throughout the state, amber alerts, things of that nature. And so hindsight, people always, oh, you should have done this and you should have done that. And it didn't fit criteria. So we're going to talk after the top of the hour. We're going to talk to police officer Kiana Vines, who's from the Sensitive Crimes Division at the Milwaukee Police Department, the chief. And, you know, I rattled a few K's and said, I want to talk to somebody. Actually, I just begged and said, please. And they said, yes. <laughs> and, so, and so she's going to be here to talk about it and talk about her career and all the great things MPD is doing as it relates to missings. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. 